Hey, how's it going? I am Ashley Rose. I'm also known as Ashley Rose Nova, whatever you want to call me, but you can call me Ash. I'm here with uh, Nimvind, and uh, of course, this is TWM Plus Talks Music. So first of all, how you been? What have you been up to, man? Um, getting abducted by aliens and uh, trying to stay abducted by aliens, but you know, the world keeps pulling me back. I keep ending up in the same human vortex that leaves me here trying to get things done and perpetually not getting enough things done. You know, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, life's a little bit weird. I'm in the future. You're a couple hours behind me. We're in two different time zones. Yeah. Story of my life. A few hours behind. I'm two. Yeah. You're two hours behind. I'm two hours ahead, but, yeah. uh, you know, anyways, let's i don't know where to start with your career um let me just give some brief introduction to people yeah. that may not know who you are i know who you are and there are believe it or not a lot of people that know who you are and have been wondering what you've been up to okay uh, <laughs> so <laughs> nivin is from uh, uh how do we say this from a horror punk band known as mr underhill originally originally yeah way back i was in mr underhill and then i was in the vince black shadow with my brothers and well actually i was always playing with my brothers but we did mr underhill then we did vince black shadow and kind of around the same time i started doing invent and when vince black shadow got into legal trouble with our old gosh i don't even know if i'm even allowed to talk about this we got some into some stuff as musicians always do um i guess i'll quote my old entertainment lawyer of saying like hey chris when you start getting sued that's how you know you're getting somewhere I'm like okay i'm getting somewhere <laughs> uh yeah so we played in that band and uh that was a great band we were managed by johnny z john Zazula. that's how i met him he was the guy that found metallica and uh just passed away actually not not too long ago, a year a year or two ago now and uh if people want to read about that uh, the new york times did a big thing about him and stuff and he was an amazing guy and then uh and vin's been rocking along uh year after year um trying to get my new album done which i take forever with albums but that's because i put a lot of work into them and i really uh i don't see them as like i gotta get this out now I don't, I don't never subscribe to that. I just, it's out when finish it, when it's out, like when I got it rocking. So um, I got it pretty much done. And, uh, that's where my career is just, uh, rocking along. You know, well, you did inspire a lot of people, uh, whether people know this or not, you actually inspired probably one of the biggest horror punk, punk rock bands ever, which is Calibri's the vampire oh, yeah. brothers that rock. Um, yeah i'm so, glad they admitted it <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> the first time i actually ever heard you was actually on a compilation album i can't remember which one because it was a very like uh i'll just fucking say it i partied a lot during that time but a friend of mine actually had it because she was more into like that style of yeah. like punk i was like very into like you know the clash you know the addicts stuff like that you know of course i like the misfits 
So yeah. that's actually how I first heard of you. And that was back in, well, I don't even want to put a date on it because that'll like date us both. Sure. But I think Interpunk might have been around. That might have been where she got it. I'm not too sure. Oh, Interpunk. Do you say Interpunk? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, know. I remember Interpunk. Yeah, I don't know what happened to them. I still get, they've been sending me like a, a an email loop for like, uh, probably before time began, you know what I mean? Of saying like, Hey, can you send us more records? And I never, I'm always like, yeah, I got to get back to that. And probably there's probably other people thinking the same thing. Like I have also been sending him uh, messages saying, send us more of this or that and, uh, send us more albums. And I haven't got to it. I mean, I do everything myself, which is awesome. And I, cause I learned over the years after being like sued and like, uh, blocked from so much stuff that i just figured i'm on my own adventure i don't care what the music industry is doing or saying anymore at all and every time something hilarious happens in it i can just laugh and go like yeah well uh serves you right um anyways uh yeah do it on myself the drawback is is i need more help these days because uh it's just um a lot to do on your own right it's a lot to do on your own but uh it's really empowering and uh i think that if you're in a group these days you gotta probably subscribe to some of that at least right because there's not really a, like a foundation of a business that can help you like it used to be way back right like we came up right around the times when that when that was like ending right so a lot of what, what hurt us was that we'd be selling decent amount of records it's just that what that what a decent amount became was still not enough to like get people to keep investing in you right so you really had two choices you either figure out a way to sell more and that usually means you have to cooperate a lot more and with people that you may not want to cooperate with or may may or may not i should say and or your other choice is to do it yourself and uh put your money where your mouth is. And if you really have something good um, and you're willing to do the footwork, uh, people will, you'll get somewhere, right? It's just, it's going to take you a while, right? You may, you may not realize that you're dead when you're still working. You know, uh, horror punk is uh, reanimates anyway. So that's what I always tell people that uh, if, if we die, we're supposed to come back to life as a zombie anyway. So it's no, not really a big deal. We're, we're not on the same timeline the rest of people have to be on, I suppose, right? I think um, everything's very DIY now. It's everything, yeah. um, you know, I was thinking, I'll be honest with you, I didn't have an actual layout for our interview. I just more or less knew what I kind of wanted to ask. Yeah. Uh, and I was sitting there thinking, and I'm, you know, really going through some thoughts of, how rapidly things have changed even within yeah. the last 10 years totally. so i think everything if anything um which i'm incredibly grateful for in this fucking world is that how diy everything has become it's yeah. so friendly it's so do it yourself at this point it's so i hear this a lot from like other um friends of mine that are in bands that after a while they just decided like doing it there like themselves is the best option i mean yeah. merch sure like you know even merch is so accessible in diy now 
Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think about when we started, I mean, like, we didn't have Spotify. We didn't have, like, uh, like people now starting bands are probably like, I can't imagine that you know what i mean like you didn't uh even when we had spotify i didn't take it seriously that's probably a better thing to say i remember we were i was on tour with um, didn't take it seriously we had myspace I didn't, I didn't take uh spotify seriously so like while we were on tour and uh, I remember <laughs> we had being, myspace our gal was like you know our gal goes from blitzkid we were doing that tour with him he was he's telling me about it i think it was him and i was like yeah uh, spotify this and that um we were kind of checking it out and he was telling me about it. And, uh, so uh, people started coming up to me and I would say like, how did you find out about the show? Right. And, uh, they would say, Oh, Spotify, I got to get on. I got to go to this thing. And I realized I had quite a few people <laughs> listening to me on there and I had, I didn't even know how I was, how I was on it. You know what I mean? So now I got it all obviously together. Right. Um, but, uh, and that wasn't that long ago. Right. So like, you have so many options now that uh, you got to, you know, the thing I'm talking to you on apparently has more processing power than the computer that went to the moon, right? So if you really think about that things that way, and there's just so many other ways you can empower yourself, like uh, you can take you can take courses on how to improve your um, your uh, site reach and 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 stuff. Uh, there's just so many things you can do that you used to have to go to a label and they wanted you to come to them and, and ask and ask them. And then they would tell you they knew, which they absolutely did not of how to, uh, how to do this stuff. What they had was an old school monopoly of how to get uh, information out. Once they lost that, the game completely changed, right? Once you, people stopped listening to terrestrial radio uh, and it became non-terrestrial, that's when people like me started having a lot more power right you know what i mean and now i think it's uh that's the game i mean like and that's the game everywhere throughout everything it's really business that's business's biggest challenge is how do we stop all these little i won't say uh i'll say truckers instead of the word i want to say um how do we stop these little truckers from getting our market share and the answer is you can't and the more determined we are the better we're going to it's okay <laughs> you okay. can say fuck all right all right <laughs> but um, i will later don't worry i'll forget say it later anyway. it's okay so no probably don't can't stop me even if you want to uh but yeah that's that's my that's what i would say to that is that we're so empowered now and every walk of life is uh they're trying to keep uh all the small fries out of their market share but um the more determined we are the more we become them until we are them <laughs> and there's no escape sorry <laughs> no it's okay um you know everything's so accessible everything's so diy like before you would have to like buy one fucking cd or you know mm. one of your friends would have it and then you would rip it yeah and share it amongst each other and or you could just you know download it from the the internet at yeah. several different websites that yes, you no can. longer exist yeah that was that was how People like me got some money back and I don't necessarily love or hate it. I'm still kind of making my opinion about it, but that's what happened to stop all the free, basically just theft where you got nothing. They started making it um, easy enough that you wouldn't bother with the risk where it's like, you just go on a Spotify. It's all right there. 
uh, it's more hassle to go on to something and download it than it is to just have it right there. And the good news is I actually get something for that as opposed to absolutely nothing. Uh, the, the, the bummer part is, is those companies are always in court trying to pay us less, right? And then anyone who comes out and complains, it's got a big name to complain, they go make a deal with them, right? So, um, you know, it really is, uh, it's always going to, and it's always going to be like that. No matter what it is, there'll be a battle for, uh, that goes right back to the beginning of humans. It's right back to your uh, um, determination to survive. You want more than the next person to make yourself feel like somehow you're not going to get hit by the same asteroid they are. You know what I mean? Even though you absolutely are, right? But, um, and that's, wow. Now I'm going to get really, uh, really off topic and say that's the whole human human thing we're struggling with right now we got to get out of survival mode of day to day and get into like um future survival mode instead of squabbling over an apple we got to start squabbling over a planet you know what i mean and then squabbling over a, a solar system and then squabbling over a universe right we'll be a lot better off if we start making the game bigger because uh uh all the forces are forests are burning down and all this stuff right now because our thinking is too short term and small, right? Sorry, that's no, a problem. No, no, that's the no. problem talking to me is uh, staying on topic. Is no, no, like that's that's perfectly fine. You know, you don't yeah. need to apologize. I'm, as you know, like I'm down for whatever conversation you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, I understand. As far as people, one thing I've learned is I can see the aspect of where you're right and that I can. Um, but at the end of the day, one thing I've noticed in general about people is that, and, I, and I've said it before too, and I've said it on air and previous interviews, is that it's either the need to want to do better, outdo yourself or progress or just be a part of something yeah i mean yeah that's even, what that's, even negative what, you know aspects of things you're right everyone wants to uh, be larger than they are right i mean that's why every but that's cool that's the spirit of of everything we try to do right we wouldn't be able to be in planes if some guy didn't say you know uh walk you know walking and riding this horse and this wind-up car is good enough i'm gonna take this lumber and push it off this cliff see what happens and eventually they're like hey it got it stayed in the air for a bit you know next thing you know you know and not that long in the sense of time right next thing you know we're arguing on a plane over uh why our drink is taking too long to be served to us basically in a in a, a lawn chair in the sky that's uh taking us to destinations we would have died on a ship after two months or some of our friends would have died we probably would have survived like different uh, ailments maybe had one less limb and we finally got to another shore and that would be our whole life's uh whole life's um that would be the biggest thing in our life we made it from north america to europe you know what i mean now it's you get on a plane and you're you're mad because the guy next to you stinks right you know what i mean or maybe you're the one who stinks but that's the your biggest problem from here to <laughs> oh, so jet lagged it's so terrible you know what i mean <laughs> That trip back and forth from Germany to uh, Vancouver really sucked, right? Now I got to go over here to uh, Dallas, right? That's going to be rough on me too, right? I do have a question about flying. Sure. I heard 
somewhere a long time ago that you were actually afraid of flying. Is that true? Absolutely. I hated it. I would, uh, oh, good research. Um, yeah, me and I could tell you so many stories. <laughs> oh man. Yes. I used to do whatever I could just to make it to the flight. And, uh, I mean, back in my, my drinking days, uh, I mean, I would be annihilated. We would all be annihilated. In fact, we would be annihilated a week before the flight. Right. And then a, a week after. Right. But after a while, it's just like living like that. You, it just doesn't work. I mean, like you gotta, especially with the more flights you do, the more that's just unworkable. You know what I mean? You get off, you're mangled with jet lag. You have the worst hangover ever and you got to play, you know what I mean? And then, so you have like maybe like four or five days with the shows where you, you're not as good as you could be. And like, uh, I don't know. I'm way better with it now. Now I can say that I've been like, I've been on a, a flight over Russia sitting next to Goolsby where our, our armrests are broken. And I wasn't really in the panic you'd think I would be in, right? Or I've been, oh, where was it? I think there's a place, there was a flight over California with Vincent Black Shadow where they were trying to convince us not to take it. They're like, this flight's going to be horrible. Do not get on. We'll fly you anywhere in the 51st, 50, 51 states, um, unless I got the number of states wrong, which I might. Um, sorry, I'm outside. Now bugs are... That's okay. Don't know. No need to my, worry. Plan was to, my plan was to hang out while the sun went down and it's, it's going good, but uh, bugs want to be my friend. Anyways. Yeah. They we were flying around on this. Uh, we were flying on this super small plane and they were trying to tell us not to get on. We took it anyways. And the woman just gave me and my brother, Tony, she just gave us like six whiskeys each. It was like, this is, I'm not gonna be able to get up during the flight. I know you guys are going to complain. So here you go. And we did it. It was no problem. After a while, you just kind of start to realize that you're going to die anyway. So you might as well die in a plane crash rather than um, being like eaten by wolves somewhere, you know. Um, well, statistically, I think you're less likely to die in a plane crash. So I think you'll be okay. Then driving. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> then driving. Yes, it's true. That's true. Uh, I try to be less paranoid these days and it's not working, but, uh, at least I'm trying to have more fun. You know what I mean? I, I do have fun actually, but cause you know, fun is the first three letters of funeral. So if you're in a horror punk fan, then you don't have fun. You're not doing it right. Life's a grave. You can also dig it. That's true. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, I did hear that somewhere. I was not sure how accurate and true that was. So I thought I'd ask it's totally true and I, um it's I, I won't tell you who but i can tell you that there's other guys that are just was just, i don't know if they still are and i don't know if i still am but um I, we've definitely had this conversation well on flights in turbulence going do you like flying no man I, see this is where i'm gonna swear now i fucking hate it do you like it I'm like no and absolutely freaking not and uh i mean just think about it like if you're any kind of control freak, which probably most artists are, if they're any good anyways, um, uh, you probably, uh, you know, the idea of sitting on a flying tube 30,000 feet up, driven by a human, um, especially when you talk to people and you, and you're, and you, uh, did you remember to turn the stove off? Oh, no, I forgot, man. Again, 
It's a, it's a wonder my house hasn't burned down. That person's now flying the plane, <laughs> a jet fuel tube, 30,000 feet up. You know what I mean? Don't worry. We got a computer. I'm like, okay. Uh, well, my computer's on the fritz. So is mine. Like, well, we'll still land. Don't worry. Where are we again? You know what I mean? And now you got all these like crazy storms. I mean, that's what I think about now. I try to think about is like, I have too active of an imagination and I've just read too much Stephen King. You know what I mean? There's just What's so many favorite? things. Oh, what my favorite Stephen King. Oh, uh, I think the third book of the uh, gunslinger, the dark tower, the one with uh, Blaine, the pain that, that book is so killer. I always forget the names of the books. In fact, I hate doing, um, there's a guy, Liam, who's probably laughing right now. If he sees this, um, I hate doing interviews where people ask me about my favorite horror movies. Cause I can never, I've seen so many horror movies. Uh, I got a horror movie, um, giant jumble of horror movies in my brain. And I cannot remember any of the names to save my freaking life. You know what I mean? So when people, what's your favorite horror movie? I don't know. The zombie ones. The zombie ones. <laughs> the zombie ones. Okay. How about genre? What's your favorite genre? <laughs> Oh, the anything where the world. Um, my favorite ones are post-apocalyptic. Anything apocalyptic. I mean, that's why wow. I love Stephen King. I love zombie movies. I love uh, uh, anything where the world goes crazy and people start eating each other because it's so relatable and so awesome and so awesome. I'm always writing my my plan down of what I'm going to do, right, and how I'm going to own a my own, a sect of the market share and and lead as a uh, as a, uh, a, a guerrilla warlord, you know what I mean? During the, during the, <laughs> the post, the post society era of, of humans. Right. You know what I mean? No, it's awesome. Yeah. My favorite Stephen King is, um, I don't know if I paused there for a bit before, but my favorite Stephen King is third book of the gunslinger series. I think it's the third where it's where Blaine the pain, the possessed train. Well, that's I've so only great. read the first one. I did not continue with the series at all. And that's oh, me I being honest with you. I could yeah. lie and pretend like I know what you're talking about by the third book. I don't. I only know the first book. Many people, many people. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to go on something and tell and tell people I, I know all these movies that I haven't seen or whatever. I've seen tons, but I can't remember. I remember books way better. I don't know why. It just registers way more. I also love Cormac McCarthy. I wish people could make his books into movies, but like, and they have. And like, No Country for Old Men was great. But if someone could make Blood Meridian... I don't see how they could get away with it without it being considered some sort of uh, snuff film or something. But um, it's just a incredible book. I love adventure books. I love those books where everything's it's about survival because really that's what everything really is. Anyways, it's about our survival. Every choice we make is about that. So I love stuff like that. And I love horror movies like that. Not into movies where people, especially girls and stuff or kids are getting tortured and stuff. And I know people are going to say, what about Stephen King's it stuff? Well, it's still, there's still a deeper message to that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not into, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say anything. I was just saying like, I, I didn't care for it. I couldn't finish it. Just it oh. wasn't like my cup of tea. I've tried many times. Oh, what's your cup of tea? Uh, I read a lot of different shit, like a lot. Uh, I read comics. I read like Clive Barker. I read Joe Hill. Um, oh, so I, awesome. I like Philip K. Dick. Uh, cool. I classical shit. Um, like Ooh, Lovecraft. 
who asks, whoever interviews you, someone should be interviewing you. I always think that when people are doing the interviews, how often does that person get to be interviewed or you can find out some things about them? I've done a lot of interviews, believe it or not. Cool. I got to look some up. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot. Uh, it just depends on what it is. I've done some from like some horror uh, YouTube channels and stuff. More or less, they yeah. want my opinion on horror uh thing, which i'm grateful for um i've done some for comics before because i used to do a lot of like indie comic stuff i was yeah. an artist at one time and oh, excellent so, yeah That's really no cool. i've done a few uh film analysis too yeah because uh you know i have a broad range of like things i like um mainly it usually starts with my tattoos oh so because i have like i have like a Donnie darko tattoo i have a, a few clockwork orange tattoos oh there's another great movie wow yeah um even though a lot of people like really get mad at me about it but it is what it is you know get mad at you <laughs> slap like, them off man. people get mad at me do whatever you want over anything so yeah people are making a career out of it if they didn't if you didn't give them something to get mad about what would they what would they complain about they need you they need you to be mad at because they wouldn't have anything else if you didn't give them that so you're doing them a favor that's whatever I, I always say when people are getting all upset about something i'm like well at least we give you something to do you know hey hey people punch up they don't punch down yeah totally man totally so even in anger, they punch up to the sky to blame someone. Oh, totally. I blame God all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know who God is but uh, or what God is, but uh, I, I blame God all the time. And uh, Well, uh, so what have you been up to? What's the new album like? Yeah. Sorry, God. Don't hit me with lightning. Um, what's the new album? Uh, well, you know... Here's where I'm at with that. Um, I'm a big, huge believer in I mean, my dad's. My dad's a symphony musician, and I was raised by music. My uncle's in a band called New York Junk in New York with Cynthia B from the B Girls, um, and my other uncle. What's his band's name? Don and the Black Don Black Cat on the black hats so like everybody in my family's in music everybody and i was raised on music my dad was a working musician that's what he did so like uh, i feel when i make albums i don't want to make an album just be like oh i'll just get this and throw it out there i don't want to do that i want to represent what i come from where i came from and everything i've learned over the years right like i've been around a lot of, around a lot of cool people like johnny Sazula or eric gardner was my manager for a bit in la and um I did a song. I got to have a song mixed by Todd Rundgren, hung out with him a bit and uh, got to pick his brain. If anybody doesn't know who Todd Rundgren is, just Google him. He pretty much produced every, pretty much was the 1970s producer. You know what I mean? From Meatloaf to all these guys. Um, got to meet him. Uh, let's see what else. So my point is, all I want to represent all that in my albums. So I take a while and I go to you know, I, sp I spend my own money to go to the best places and the best people to uh, 
um, work with. And I've started learning a lot, a lot of it myself so I could uh, have a better handle of what I've got to ask for and, and even show up with. So the long story short, um, it takes a while, but I, I, the result I hope is people will hear that in it. So that's where my album is. I'm pretty much done. I was done before the rock and apocalypse that happened, but uh, when everything got shut down, you know, my, I was supposed to do a tour to Australia and throughout the uh, England, the United States and stuff. I think the United States, or maybe it was just Europe, but it all got sh- shut down and the whole industry went crazy. So I just figured I'd keep working on it. And that's never a good thing with, with me because it means that once I start messing with it, it could go through the whole cycle again, which it did a couple of times. So now I'm, I'm pretty much done again. And uh, I just got to decide how I'm going to put it out. And as everything changes daily, that's always, that's always a mystery. You know what I mean? I mean, aside from like vinyl and stuff, I don't even think it even, you know, it's, it's all streaming anyway. So I could put it out tomorrow if I want. You know, I've thought of that, just putting it up and just saying, here, it's done now, have it. But I want to have the right marketing and stuff like that so it gets to as many years as it, as it can. I'm going to put out a first single called, um, working on a video for it. It's an it's a video I've made out of art that people, that this guy drew for me that's really amazing. You should check him out. His name's Germ something. Jeremy lives in uh, Washington State. I drew a whole bunch of invent pictures that blew my mind kept sending them to me so we made a video out of it it's called ufo about ufos <laughs> my favorite subject and um i got a song called blame the pain about blame the pain from stephen king novel uh, what else do i have i got a new version of sagittarius where um this guy gabe from gob who plays in a band the guy the guitarist from some 41 he played a couple he played drums on a couple songs i have ryan the drummer from pentagram did a couple songs with me and he mixed mixed them um one is a song called vivica another one is a song an older song that's called now called trick or treat um let's see what else uh, i got a bunch of songs for it i was and actually wondering if you had remixed anything because i know usually every a lot of people i don't know how many people know this um one thing i've noticed you always have at least maybe one remix of a previous song oh yeah um, i definitely have that yeah i definitely have that i got that from uh, i always believed in that but i got that from david bowie and like the misfits and stuff why would you not i don't understand why how other artists don't like you're not bound anymore to be like this is the official version like you could have an, a version of a song you like on every album if you want and i off astronomicon i got like eight versions of it radioactive man why would you not do that I mean, if well, if you could hear, sorry, I, no, no, it's okay. I I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to tell you thank you because you did remix like one of my favorite songs from like two thousand and something, maybe before then. So I was like really grateful that you did do a remix of it because it sounded a lot better. Which one? Uh, the Fashion of Fear. Oh, Fashion of Fear. Yeah, there's the Mr. Underhill version. Then there's the one on my Nimvin record. Yeah, Fashion of Fear. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I could put another. I thought of that too. Like, should I do another Fashion of Fear? I mean, you could do. There's nothing stopping you. you the world's your oyster now. You can, once the label's out of your way. I mean, because 
that's what that came from, I think, is they have their official version. They don't want you to come up with another one and compete with it. But if it's yours and you're, you're not in competition with them, you can do whatever you want. I have a remix by Ryan from Pentagram of uh, That Girl, which I think is awesome. I almost like it better than the, the original in some ways. Um, I mean, but that's, you know, and that's the cool part. Someone could like, someone might be like, well, I like the original a hundred times better. Great. Listen to that. You know what I mean? Um, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm here listening to you. This is your interview. I'm just, uh, this is your universe. This is your world. I'm just living in it right now. Totally. Listen, my mom's from New York and she's always like, uh, Chris, if you don't talk, what good are you? So I talk too much. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I talk too much too. Don't feel bad. That's one of the things we have in common. Uh, so it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I did hear you were a big David Bowie fan. I did hear that. So, well, yeah, he look how many he has so many versions. I still find versions of David Bowie songs that I didn't know he had, right? Like Panic in Detroit, I'm going through his discography, which is massive. And I find another Panic in Detroit. I didn't know he did a Zig Zig, Zig Sputnik song. I didn't know uh, there's so many. I didn't know he did a version of all across the universe by the Beatles. He just, um, there's just so much of his stuff. That's the best part of Spotify is where it used to be. You, you're saying it before and you're totally right. You had to have all those CDs before and you had to go find it from your friend now. Um, and that was cool. And maybe some people think that is still cool where it was, you had to collect it. But if you were a person that spent all that time making all that, you want people to hear it. Right. I remember Lemmy from Motorhead complaining about that. Like, nobody's heard some of my records. Well, now they can hear all of the records and a new person discovering it. And this is why your albums should be, you should try to make them as good as you can because a new person discovering it is going to judge it all in one thing, right? So if you got on, it doesn't matter anymore that at that time it did whatever, you know, the world's here where it is now and uh, people are going to hear your stuff as you've, as you've made it as one as your as your entire story so it's all in play on the same level so if you've got like maybe like five albums but you really spent uh the time on them and one was the only thing anyone really loved when a new person goes and hears about that one album and they'll go and check you out they'll discover all five at the same time and maybe the album that didn't do anything for you didn't people didn't even know about becomes the one everyone now likes so like i think that is so great and it means that nothing you did is is of is of less worth it means that everything you did is of worth and it means you should think about everything you do right i don't subscribe at all to just get it out yeah screw that man it'll come out when it comes out and that's the way it is right i mean there's a lot of bands that take their time like releasing albums anyways uh yeah red hot chili peppers i think they release an album like every five years or something like that yeah i think that's what the number is I remember my cousin telling me exactly the amount of years because like, she was like a big fan of them. And I can't even remember. I don't know if it's three or five years, but I want to say it's five on average. Well, so. think, think about this. This is what I think about is that what do they say? I just read that the entire amount of uh, movies that were made in the last 30 years by all the companies the amount of video that just came out in the, I think it was either in the, either today or the week on YouTube surpasses that. 
every every week that passes right so like uh if you put out a piece of crap that you just rushed out what is the point it's going to go into this massive massive saturation of just fray of just like a mist of stuff hitting people and if it's not good i mean why would anyone give it two seconds of their time right i guess what's good is all subjective but i guess what i mean is you want to make the very best thing you can make because it's going to go into that right and it's going to be a loss within that so if, if you if someone has really amazing content you're going to be still it's still i think you're going to have a better chance of getting your art seen and heard than you are if you just put out something you don't care about right or you thought i'll just put it out i mean i don't subscribe to that even if it was a different way i would still not just subscribe to that i want to put out stuff that i really look back and go that was awesome and it's still awesome now and i still believe 100 percent that i did my absolute best on that and that's the way i want to do it right and that represents everything i came from and where i'm going right so uh for people that don't know what you sound like um what's the best description of what you think you sound like not what the fucking press says i because i i'm gonna be honest with you it always bothered me that they compared you to volbeat or volbeat yeah. whatever like it always fucking bothered me i don't know why because i was like i don't know where they get that from but yeah. where like what do you think you sound like as far as if we're talking about the last um few albums of your career um where do i think people get uh, what do i think i sound that's an awesome question uh, i don't know I, I can tell you the honest truth is i don't try to sound like anybody um and i and i care less every minute about trying to be any sort of thing right like i think what i think i sound like is like kind of an audio soundtrack you know what I mean? Um, as far as artists go, I think I probably sound like uh, maybe a bit of Bowie, a bit of uh, Danzig, a bit of Dave Vaney. I mean, I love The Damned, but I also love so many other things um, that are in my, influenced in my, in my songs, like uh, classical music from my dad to uh, uh, like The Beatles from like, and all that uh, old school stuff from my mom. And uh, let's see what else, like, but everything too, like from like, nirvana to like rap i love a lot of rap i listen to ill bill i just listened to ill bill's new album love a lot of rap um and i love a lot of pop music too i mean i think a lot of uh, i mean if you, i know people are gonna laugh but if you listen to like Nicki minaj's like rhythm she's got great rhythm and great uh and the production on those albums are like some of the uh, bass tones and synths sound meaner than some punk rock stuff right um, I love a lot of metal. You know, I love Metallica. I love new metal st uh, stuff. Not new metal, the rap rock stuff, but like actually new. New, newer um, metal. Not we're not talking yeah. about like old metal, like no, you no, know, like no. Iron Maiden or fucking. Like I get what you're saying. Don't worry. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Not new metal. Not nu metal. Yeah. Yes, not that. Not the rap rock with the DJ and stuff. But I, I, you know, anything that's good you know to me i'll listen to right so if far, as far as what i sound like um i just think i sound like me trying to be me and uh that's all i really wanted to sound like i want to actually sound like um something a different kind of just description i'd love people to say like 
um, I sound like different feelings. Uh, that would be amazing. I don't know. That's what I try to do where you're like, some of the Nimbin songs sound like an anxiety attack. Some of them sound like heartbreak. Some of them sound like a uh, love story. Some of them sound like a storm. That's how I view it. And whenever I come into the studio, I'll be like, this one's got to sound like an airplane landing. You know, this one's got to sound like it. And then, we, and then I try to do that. That's what I try to do. And then I leave it to other people to try to say, people told me I sounded like Bowlby. So I probably perpetuated that because I was like, Oh, um, I never got that at all. Yeah. I'd play metal festivals and they'd be like, you're not heavy enough. You, you, you kind of sound like Volby. You should play like Volby. Like, well, there already is a Volby. So why would I do that? Right. I, anyway. I wanted to bring it up. Cause I was like, it's, I never got that. I always thought you sounded like. Mm. My description was more of, I said, if David Bowie, yeah, Jim Morrison, mm-hmm. and the Misfits, and the Damned, and Bauhaus got together, or okay. Bauhaus, however, yeah, whatever terminology, uh, got together and created some type of compilation, either album, song, or at least some type of band along the lines of that. That's what I always thought you sounded like, even in the aspect of if we're going back to even uh, Mr. Underhill with your brothers. Now, are you Mr. Underhill or are you all Mr. Underhill? Well, that was the question. (laughs) That was the million dollar question. And I used to get asked, why do you guys have that stupid name? I don't like the Mr. part. And then I'd be like, well, we're three brothers. And it wasn't named that at first. I mean, it wasn't three brothers at first, but... um, I just got it. I liked the idea. It was a code word. I mean, I le- read Lord of the Rings and I was like, oh, I like the code word idea. But then as it went on, we didn't change it because I was like, well, that makes just keeps making more sense. It was like it was the universe said, no, you're Mr. Underhill. So it was like a code word for us, but we were all Mr. Underhill. Yeah. Because we all had the same last name. Yeah. Right? It wasn't brothers. Underhill. We were, yeah. yeah. We were, we which were Mr. Underhill are you talking about? Yeah. Wh- wh- which one? Which one? Yeah, that's the question, really. Oh, when you're talking about Mr. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, well, mine was from, I got it from Lord of the Rings, right? It's the code word for whatever his name is, Frodo. And uh, um, for us, yeah, you, which, one, which one are you talking about? Exactly, we're all Mr. Underhill. It's a code for any of us. And then the further idea was it's a code for um, anybody who subscribes to what we're doing is, is, is Mr. Underhill with us. You know what I mean? And that's what happened. And I think that's where the Calvary's guys kind of started doing what they were doing. I think the, they sent us a letter saying, we really like this idea. And then they started, they kind of took our template and made their bands. Um, if you want to see them talk about it, uh, you can watch that interview they did with me a, l- a little while back on their show where they just, they tell you all about it and stuff. I'll link them where they got their um their stuff i guess they were going to pet stores to get the stuff that i had (laughs) Uh, i'll leave them (laughs) people were just making it for me i got most of my outfits from people that would just be like mostly girls would be like put this on that'll be cool like all right girls know best they always have (laughs) there you go um so now that we've gone over more or less what you sound like uh you know, as far as there's two things I'm going to ask you before we close out. Okay. Yeah. The night sets in my plan worked pretty good. Huh? Like, uh, 
Yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to like you know go with it the best that I could. Yeah, it was supposed. The sun was supposed to go down, just like life in the in the world event. Yeah. There you go. Um, I completely <laughs> okay. Um, so, do you have? I messed message? up more of the life of, of Nimvin. That's the story of Nimvin. I met uh, from, <laughs> from border guards to plane plane attendants to whatever. They go to ask me a question. I interrupt them like a lawyer. Like, oh, let me ask you a question. The next thing you know, I can't remember what I was going to ask you. All right, just get on the no, plane. No, no, I got it. I just didn't know necessarily what order I was going to ask you in. I'm going to ask them both. You can answer them how you want to answer them. You can answer them at the same time. It's up to okay. you. All right, sure, sure. Do you have anything to say uh, in regards to what you want your fans to know, your listeners, uh, your supporters, and also who was your biggest influence in life? Not necessarily, doesn't have to be music. <sighs> what do I want them to know? I've almost got the new records coming out. And I've worked really hard on it and I hope you guys like it. And um, it actually is done and will come out. I know I've said this a million times, so it took so long, but I take forever. The good thing is it's really long. So I think it's, well, maybe don't quote me on that, but so right now it's really long. So there's lots to listen to. So you'll be, you'll be, uh, sufficed for a bit anyways right and i'm set up i think to get stuff done faster now so there's that um my biggest influence um i i'd have to probably say uh life i mean on the one hand yeah life the way my life went probably influenced my songs and how they are the most i think if i had got hugely famous i probably would have shitty records so uh, the struggle of having to make them great in order to stay around influenced them a lot. And then my upbringing, you know, raised in music, you know, having a, my dad in the symphony and uh, my mom's brothers all in uh, punk bands. I mean, that's how could you not be a musician yourself? You know what I mean? So that's, I think that's, that's it. And then, Probably the third part of that would just be my surroundings. Growing up in Canada, look at this place. How can you not be? Uh, how can you not be in a gothic punk band when you when you wake up and the sun goes down and this is the world, right? All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for, of course, coming on to TWM Plus. Uh, this is TWM talks music, and everyone have a good night. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. And I can't believe that fell. I'm really surprised <laughs> at that. That actually never happens in an interview. Anyways, everyone have a good night. <laughs> Wicked. Rock on. <laughs>